Everybody loves fighters. Guys like Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali are two of the most recognizable people from human history. And there's just something about the spectacle of combat that can bring you worldwide recognition, fame, fortune, the lot. But some MMA fighters have actually gotten more famous after they left the sport. I mean, it's not exactly easy to become the best fighter in the world. And after you've got yourself a bit of a platform, well, there's just a ton of other places to go from there. I'm Bailey, and from MMA On Point, thanks as always to all you lovely Hall of Famers for your support. And these are 10 fighters more famous after MMA. Number 10, Shayna Baszler. When Misha Tate and Ronda Rousey coached against each other on The Ultimate Fighter, they brought in guys and gals for that season, and considering the UFC was still trying to build up the women's division, there were a lot of veterans. Shayna was 20 fights in at this point, and the first pick for Ronda, and they became pretty close, but she never won the show, and, well, she got finished by Betchka Hare in the UFC, and then had to fight Amanda Nunes, God, and she was cut shortly after, and had one more fight in Japan before she just called it quits and retired from MMA. She then spent two years on the independent pro wrestling circuit, training under Josh Barnett as she sort of cut her teeth in the new, uh, do we say, sport? And look, I don't know much about pro wrestling, but I've been assured she became a pretty big deal after that. I know she made her way to the NXT and became their longest reigning women's champion ever, which I guess they usually base around popularity, so she was doing something right. She made appearances with Triple H and eventually got to the WWE where she set another record, becoming a three-time tag team champion. Look, I don't know if many of you care about pro wrestling, but the point is, after MMA, Shayna became way more popular outside of the sport. It doesn't help that most of her MMA fights happened at a time when women weren't even in the UFC and now she's making appearances on popular gaming YouTube channels for her Warhammer obsession, okay? She's made it. All right, maybe she's not made it, but she's a bit higher than the other wrestlers on this list because, well, she's certainly a lot more famous than she used to be in MMA, where you couldn't even have watched her career if you wanted to. Number nine, Tim Kennedy. Most people who have seen Tim fight have probably enjoyed it. He had a bit of a wrestling style, but always made it a war. If you remember when he KO'd Rafael Natal in the UFC fight for the troops, that was pretty mental. But he never won a world title, never challenged for one in the UFC, and was never the most famous fighter in the division. Pretty much the whole time he was competing, though, he was all also in the armed forces as a special operations sniper, a Green Beret, a combative instructor, and after his career in MMA was over, that all continued. Anyway, he took his life story and all those crazy experiences and wrote a book about it, Scars and Stripes, an unapologetically American story of fighting the Taliban, UFC warriors, and myself. And it instantly became a New York Times bestseller, which not many ex-MMA fighters can say they have ever done. And I bet there were thousands of people who bought and read that book and had no idea he was ever even an MMA fighter. He also built two multi-million dollar businesses in his apparel company, Ranger Up, and the Sheepdog Response Company. Aside from that, he's also made multiple appearances on popular podcasts, talking about things other than MMA, hosted TV shows. Hunting, hunting Hunter Hitler. Hitler, that was fun. Did you ever find Hitler? Yeah, so he died. Life after MMA has been pretty successful for Tim, and he's certainly made a name for himself outside of the sport. Number eight, Bazrun. This one's kind of interesting because Bas is evidently a lot of people's favorite fighter, but the truth actually is, unless you're old, which some of you probably are, most of you didn't actually watch Baz's MMA career. You had to go back and watch it. First of all, when YouTube became a thing and his fights got uploaded, tons of modern fans were able to go back and witness the career of the man that they now knew for Pride commentary and as the Axis TV host and all-round general MMA personality. After MMA, he even got super popular at one point in Japanese pro wrestling before he eventually moved into the movie industry 
and he started making appearances in small roles in films and TV shows like King of Queens, Fight Science, and Martial Law. He then, of course, took a big step up when he appeared in one of the best-selling games of the decade, Grand Theft Auto 4, as a radio show host. All right, hi, everybody. My name is Boss Rutten. And I'm... And welcome to the man's room. Yeah! Also, if you're wondering why Nico in that game was throwing switch head kicks like a goddamn Muay Thai pro, it's because Bass also did the mocap. All the fighting you see in the game is me too, with all the little balls, motion cap. It was in music videos with bands like Newfound Glory, public service announcements on Cartoon Network, and got a starring role in the 2012 MMA film Here Comes the Boom. Grab him and head, but knee to the face, knee to the face, and throw him back, stop. He's also developed a line of fitness and training products that have gone international and had great success, so although we all know Bass because he was a complete fucking badass in the cage, let's be honest, not many people actually got to see those fights as they happened. And after he retired, his popularity only grew from there, and he's now one of the most recognizable faces in the sport. Number seven, Matt Riddle. Most people do remember Matt Riddle and his MMA career for a number of reasons. I mean, he kicked things off with the sickening knockout on the Ultimate Fighter that literally had the other guy groaning on the ground. He didn't win the season or anything, but he got into the UFC as just another up-and-coming guy on the prelims, really. The guy fights on prelims. He's fighting his way up to get the opportunity to possibly someday become a big star. And then became famous for basically never being able to pass a drug test because he loves weed. Now, the reason he's not in the UFC anymore is because he could not pass a drug test. And what did he decide to do after MMA? Well, not unlike a few people on this list, clearly, he became a pro wrestler. And he actually seemed to fit the role pretty damn well. I mean, he totally embraced his whole stoner personality. Bro. 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 I mean, guess what, Dana? Apparently, you can smoke weed and still be a professional athlete. Yeah, I even brought my bongos. You want to hit my bong? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You know the rules. Tap, tap, pass, dude. To be fair to him, his blend of athleticism from his MMA career and his admitted hilarity on the mic actually made him a star in the promotion alongside some of its biggest names. Check this out. I got this sweet design idea from my Uncle Ron. He used to have this pet snake named Mr. Slithers, and he would take him everywhere in his scooter that he had a basket in. He would take him to the movies, the mall. His MMA career got off to a good start, but he's garnered way more fame and attention from himself in pro wrestling, where he's also given the tag team championship two years in a row. Good job, Matt. To be honest, well done. Number six, Keith Lee. I honestly don't know anything about TikTok or TikTok fame and how that whole world works. I mean, I've never even downloaded the app. But what I can tell you is that Kevin Lee's brother, Keith, who also followed Kevin into MMA, didn't have the best time in Bellator. And after five years as a pro, was eight and five, but had competed in some of the biggest promotions outside of the UFC. But how he went from average MMA fighter to TikTok food critic with 572 million likes is just beyond me. I mean, that means basically the population of America and Canada combined have enjoyed one of his ticky tocks where he eats food in his car and rates it. That still doesn't mean you might know who he is, but it's pretty fucking obvious that the only thing going for his popularity MMA was the fact that he was Kevin Lee's brother, and most of you probably didn't even know he had a brother. And he's managed to build himself a completely separate online platform that doesn't involve fighting in any way at all, where he's now happily eating donuts and scoring them out of 10. I mean, even his Instagram now just says food critic. The only indication that he was an MMA fighter that still exists is that he's still managed by sucker punch talent. 
And you just have to look at that and say, good for you, Keefley. Now I just kind of want to eat some tacos. God damn you, TikTok. Number five, Paige Van Zandt. Oh, yes. You could probably guess that PVZ was going to make this list. I mean, she very quickly became pretty famous in the UFC. Not because she was beating everyone, but she was clearly a marketable star for both guy fans and girl fans. She got that Reebok sponsorship after just one fight, but eventually took a break after her loss to Jojo Wood. That's when she made, honestly, a perfect transition to reality TV and appeared on Dancing with the Stars, where she pretty much captivated the US audience that watched it. What's this, a badass MMA title? Tough girl who also dances like an angel. By God, she's a star. She followed that up with appearances on cooking shows like Chop, but really it was after her MMA career that her fame and recognition across the internet exploded because she started up on OnlyFans and very quickly became one of its highest grossing creators, making stupid amounts of money and racking up 3.2 million Instagram followers, which is far more than anyone else on this list. And yeah, I'm sure at first it was a lot of MMA fans that joined that particular online platform. Brian Campbell knows what I'm talking about. But the fact of the matter is, although she was a well-known figure in MMA, as a model, online influencer and OnlyFans creator, she's gone global, at least in the online and Instagram world. Number four, Brendan Sharp. Admittedly, with Brendan Sharp, most of his fame outside of MMA came because he was a UFC fighter. I mean, obviously, you're going to use your time as a top 10 heavyweight to get other opportunities. His friendship with Joe Rogan exposed him to a larger audience and fans of his show, The Joe Rogan Experience, and he used that momentum to start his own podcast alongside his comedian partner, Brian Callen, in 2013. He then retired from MMA in 2014, and after that, the podcast really started to pick up. And for a time, it was probably one of the biggest around, generating hundreds of thousands of downloads, probably. He was certainly getting more attention than he had in the UFC. Showtime even hired him in 2017 to provide analysis for the Mayweather-McGregor fight, which is obviously one of the most watched sporting events of all time. And after that, he also transitioned into stand-up comedy and Showtime went on to release his first comedy special to millions of people on their platform. Unfortunately for Brendan, though, eventually his popularity became more of a people-love-to-hate-him kind of a thing. I mean, it's kind of crazy that those YouTube videos people make about how much he sucks gets millions of views, and they have nothing to do with MMA at all. After being on that tough season with Kimbo and all the other heavyweights and then competing in the UFC for five years, Brendan had made a bit of a name for himself, but not outside of the MMA sphere. That all came straight after. Number three, Dylan Dennis. Where to even start with this man? I mean, considering he's not had a fight since 2019, it's actually pretty impressive how he has managed to keep himself in the public eye. He was a promising BJJ black belt, but against some of the elite competitors, he often seemed to come up short. His initial claim to fame was that he was Conor McGregor's training partner, especially in the Habib fight camp, and, well, that didn't really help much, did it? I'm not sure anything could have helped Conor in that one, but he got a bit famous then for basically pissing off the eagle so much he was willing to fly out of the cage and attack him. He's not retired or anything, but since he stopped fighting, his Twitter game has been off the charts. I mean, yes, okay, at first he basically spent two years just calling out random people, dismissing other people's achievements and generally trying to troll everyone. In fact, he still does that, doesn't he? But he got toilet paper thrown at him by Jake Paul. That was a highlight. And all these things did increase his exposure to people and, well, other people's audiences because they all just love to take the piss out of him, to be honest. Even getting choked out by a bouncer made him pretty famous across social media. He's managed to continuously keep himself in the influence of boxing conversation, despite not actually fighting anyone yet or at any point proving he's actually got the ability to fight in a striking sport. I mean, both of his MMA wins were pretty quick submissions. So obviously in the last three months, his online, I don't want to say popularity, but certainly presence has soared mainly because his campaign to fight Logan Paul involved continuously posting pictures of his fiance with other men and now he's getting sued for it still made the dude pretty famous though when you can pull over 2 billion impressions in just one month on Twitter you're probably doing something right number two Ken Shamrock it's easy to look back now and say oh yeah Ken Shamrock the world's most dangerous man well he was one of the most popular guys in the early days of the UFC and Pancrase right 
Well, sure, but I mean, how many people were actually watching the sport back then? I mean, who was tuning in to watch Pancrase fights live? Put it this way, you know, most of the biggest achievements kind of came in the dark ages of the sport, where honestly not many people were watching, and MMA was on the verge of being outright banned in the US. I mean, it did get banned in several states. After UFC 9, when John McCain got the UFC pull from pay-per-view, Ken said, sod this, I'm off, and he went and signed with the WWF. And honestly, everything before that was the best part of his career. He'd already had 30 professional fights, and, you know, he basically went from doing MMA in front of a few hundred thousand people, maybe, to being in front of millions worldwide who were tuning into pro wrestling every week. And he became a massive star in the promotion for the four years he spent there. He had the benefit of, you know, actually being able to fight, which made him all the more scary and intimidating to the fans. He won the Intercontinental Championship Challenge for the WWF title and had a back and forth feud with The Rock, which only made him even more of a star until The Rock totally pulled a Jake Paul and gave him a knuckle sandwich. Then he planted them on Ken, who then won anyway, but got DQ'd because the ref found them in his pants. How did they come up with this stuff? Oh, this is a controversial decision here. The point is, after his MMA career and early UFC days, the WWF made him a much, much bigger star. This newfound fame massively boosted the UFC's profile, even if Ken was in his later years as a fighter and didn't have nearly the same level of success or performances when he returned to MMA. Number one, Gina Carano. Considering Gina really was the first ever female MMA star, it's not actually that surprising that her career outside of the sport has gone further than anyone else. She was 7-0 undefeated after three years as a pro when she had that headlining show in Strikeforce against Chris Cyborg. Truly, it was a huge moment for women's MMA for the first major women's title, and it was also an amazing fight. After that, she retired, and considering she was also certainly very marketable, she quickly transitioned into movies. She had a small role in the Michael Jai White martial arts flick, Blood and Bone, if you've seen that one. Then she spent some time as an American gladiator, but then she got a leading role in her own movie, Haywire, which was a big deal. I mean, it also had Antonio Banderas, Michael Douglas, Fassbender, Ewan McGregor. This was Paramount Pictures. Okay, she'd been brought straight into Hollywood. She also totally triangled the shit out of Magneto in that one. And it was pretty much only up from there. Next was The Fast and Furious 6, then Deadpool, major movies, major franchises, and global exposure for the former MMA star. Eventually, she got her biggest role ever in two seasons of Disney's The Mandalorian, which is about as big as you can hope to get as an ex-fighter, and even after getting basically cancelled. Honestly, she's probably more famous now. Going down in a fiery blaze will do wonders for your name value. Without a doubt, though, the most recognisable and famous ex-MMA star. I mean, it's at the point now where most people didn't even though she was a fighter and you know her career was really in the dark ages of women's mma so it's not surprising right but some good examples there of people who took their career in mma and did something with it because you can't fight forever can you unless you're jackie chan jackie chan can fight forever shout out to maximus decimus randomus for editing this video thank you max big appreciation to you guys here's his social media go check him out follow him show him some appreciation see what else he's up to because he's a, a New Zealander in England. What an adventure. As always, thank you to our channel champions. Okay, you know who you are. There you go on the screen. They are members down below. If you want to join them, click join. You get access to some bonus cool stuff, some goodies, badges, emotes, but also the podcast episodes and the other bits and bobs. So yeah, join them if you want. Become part of the MMA On Point family. But let me know if you think there's anyone that we missed out, anyone that you think should have been on the list as well. Let us know in the comments down below and uh, give us a thumbs up and um, subscribe if you want to see more from us. We're making all those videos every single week, you know. All right, guys, appreciate you very much. Thank you. I will see you in the next one. Looking forward to it. Take it easy.